Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. Big man of God who has had genuine miracles in his ministry, who had had genuine miracles of even raising the dead, healing, and all that. But because the gifts of the Spirit has started drying up because of this covetousness, because of this pride and love for titles, these gifts became corrupted. So they started doing something horrible. I heard this firsthand. They will give people money to come to the crusade ground in a wheelchair. There's nothing wrong with the person. True story. Happened. And the man of God will come and preach. And people just start getting up from we will say, oh miracle, I'll take picture and everything, but it was really fast. Some of the people who organized the people who did the wheelchair told me. He said, Don't mind them. He said it was us who planned it. Everything for a fee. I will not mention this, but it happened. Telling you to the extent to which the gifts had become corrupted and the power had gone. So like Saul, when God no longer answered them by visions or dreams or Urim or Thurim, they now went to visit the witch in Endor. I'll tell you another story, then I'll read the scripture. This is another true story that I heard from Source. A man of God. A certain woman had a problem. And somebody gave her the devil's counsel. The Bible says, do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And I said, well, there's somebody you can go and see. You know, they help people. You know, God doesn't say, God's, you know, God doesn't say we should not try and help. Anyway, went to a witch doctor. So this witch doctor, I think was here in Ibadan. As the woman came in and said, oh, you know, she's from here. She did this, da-da-da. She goes to this church. The man just laughed. He said, this is where your pastors come to get their power. He said, I know them. He says, and we do it for them. In some churches... The past, only the pastor uses a particular microphone. Now, I use this microphone in my church to hear. But we did that because of COVID. And even then, I can still use any microphone. True story. And when he's using that microphone that the witch doctor has put some charms on, he starts seeing miracles. One area that has been greatly abused is in the area of the fruit of the womb. 
Because see, most women want the fruit of the womb. And they pay any price. Fake word of knowledge. Not fake. Not that it's real. It's just that it's not from God. And she will conceive. But many times those children are dedicated to the devil. There was a particular case I'm remembering. I'm going to read scripture in a minute. But I have to give you some real life examples so you can understand where we are and how God is not going to restore it. We actually saw this some years ago, Pastor. We got to remember. They said they cut purple. You know the purple fruit. And they say if you take the seed, you have children. Let me see it. True story. Then you ask yourself, how did the church get here? I'm going to read to you in a minute how we got there. And some of those things are still in operation as I speak. It's not every miracle that is a miracle. Even though originally, those men had the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit have been corrupted. Because of number one, not allowing the, as the Holy Spirit wills. This is particularly true of prophecy. Number two, because of wanting of money. Number three, because of the loss of the flesh, especially the pride of love. You want to show that you're a man of God, so you have to try and prove something. Pride of life. And that's why titles are so, you know, uh, uh, the love for titles is so predominant. Everybody's an apostle. Have you noticed? No, there are no, there are no more teachers. There are, everybody's an apostle. Everybody's a pastor or a senior evangelist or some other title. All this is the result of the corruption of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's look at Deuteronomy. Let me look at Deuteronomy first before we go to Matthew. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Let's, let's go to Deuteronomy first. Hello? Look at Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 13. Because by the grace and the mercy of God, I read my Bible every day. Over the years, I'm talking about these last 20 something, 30 something years, I began to, because I read my Bible, I began to see in the Bible what was happening. This Jerome 13 is very typical. This is what it says It says, If there arise, everybody open your mouth. Oh, I didn't hear you. I want to hear from here. 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 I want to hear from the choir. I want to hear the back there. Every section of the judge. Everybody say, if there arise among you, not outside you, among you, these are born again, spirit filled guys, word of faith, Pentecostal. If there arise among you a prophet, or a dreamer of dreams that giveth 
thee a sign or a wonder. Like Popo. Like what? Yeah, that's why I give you those practical examples. And the sign or wonder come to pass, whereof he speaketh unto thee, he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not scream it. Hearken unto the words of that prophet or dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you or God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Right from the Old Testament, God told us, said, they will be amongst us. And Peter quotes this. He said, you know, just like there were false prophets, there will be false teachers. He says, and they will do genuine sign and wonder. He said, but this is the test. Is it making you follow another God? Now, in the Old Testament, that was idolatry. But what is idolatry in the New Testament? Ephesians chapter 5. Quickly. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 5. Very simple scripture to remember. 5-5. Five, five. For this you know, I didn't hear you, that no whoremonger, in modern day language, that's a pimp. <laughs> that's a guy who does business, you know, you, you makes money from prostitutes, prostitution. He give, takes, takes a prostitute and then he, he collects some of the money. He collects the money they, they, they make then he takes part of it. Then he gives them part of it. It's called a whoremonger. In modern day parlance in America, it's called a pimp. <laughs> For that you know that no whoremonger, no unclean person, that's homosexual. Let's call it what it is. Some paper it's. No covetous man. Look at where he put covetousness. In the same category. As prostitution and um, sexual and uh, homosexuality, unclean. Who is an idolater? He did not call the whoremonger an idolater. He did not call the unclean person an idolater. He called the covetous man an idolater. So, New Testament idolatry is covetousness. So, if in the New Testament, a prophet, a dreamer, gives you a sign and a wonder, and it comes to pass, but, like the one I gave you in America, it is at the cost of money, covetousness, it is another God. Our God, we sang it this morning when we were singing for Sister Victoria, our God is a good God. God is doesn't deal in those things. Although by people like the woman of the issue of blood will not get any, she won't get healed. Because she won't have any money to give. The Bible says she has spent all her living. So people like that have no hope. So that prophet had no word for them. It was only guys who had $10,000 and five thousand dollars. That's not our God. Uh, 
Don't even still on my side. Now, you can see, or just had all this at the back of his mind. Now, let's go to Matthew 7. Matthew 7. Are you still on my side? Verse 21 to 23. This is such an... I remember analyzing this scripture in the late 80s and early 90s. I said, this thing is happening. But it was incredulous because I know these people are born again. I know they're filled with the Holy Spirit. Can it be? Now I understand it much better. It wasn't that they were not born again. It wasn't they were not Holy Spirit. Paul, Saul again, was called of God. Was anointed by the real Holy Spirit. But the anointing became corrupted. That's what Jesus is talking about here. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord. Unbelievers don't say Lord, Lord. It's the Christians that say, Lord, Lord. Hello? Shall enter in the kingdom of heaven. That doesn't just mean going to heaven. It also means the experience of the total dominion of righteousness, peace, and joy. He's talking about perfection. It's not everybody who is born again that will enter that experience of the dominion, the total dominion of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. But he, I didn't hear you, that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, Verse 22. Hmm. And many will say unto me, in that day, that day is this day. He's talking about this third day. This time we're living in now. This time I've been talking about 1983, all into 1995, into the year 2000, and all of the, all this time we've been living in. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied? Everybody say prophesied. This is where most of the abuse is. Have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils. And in thy name have done many. Remember Deuteronomy 13. He did the work. The sign and wonder came to pass. Verse 23. Then will I profess unto them. I what? Never knew you. Depart from me, you that walk iniquity. So all that sign and wonders, all that prophecy was walk off iniquity. This no here doesn't mean who doesn't Jesus know. Jesus knows everybody. God knows everybody. He's not talking about, I don't know your name is Laulu. That's not what he's talking about. He said, I never had intimacy with you. He says, Abraham, sorry, Adam knew his wife Eve and reproduced. That's what he's talking about. I... That is the same sense in which Paul said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. He said, I never knew you. You never knew the power of my resurrection. You never got intimate with me. And sadly, that's the case of many Christians. They know God like a little child. You know, a little child knows the parents. If he sees the mommy, you know, when a child is three, four, two, three years old, if he sees his face, cry. If you see his mommy will laugh. He knows, but he doesn't know. He doesn't know. 
until he grows up. He really doesn't know the parents. He doesn't know their character. He doesn't know their financial standing. He doesn't know much about them. So it is in the spirit. Many of us just have a superficial knowledge of God at the baby level, but we don't know. He I never knew you. So Jesus said, this, all this abuse I've spoken about, blatantly disobeying the fact that, you know, the, the gifts of the Spirit are only oppressed prayer spirit wills. Covetousness, you know, causing corruption of word of knowledge, prophecy, the gifts of healings and all of that. Pride of life to try and make people think you're an apostle when you're not. Abuse of spiritual titles. Prophets, apostles, is endemic. And I give, again, the example of Kenneth Hagin and the Lord Jesus Christ. In one of the prophecies that Kenneth Hagin gives, the 979 prophecy, we have it on our website. I'm sure you can get it. I'm not going to quote it here. I'm just going to tell you the part that's relevant to what I'm saying. Kenneth Hagin is prophesying, you know, one of his most spectacular prophecies it was in John Osteen's church. And two angels came, you know, flew in. He got discerned of spirits. I said, what about the future? I said, the future is going to be wonderful. The church is going to go into the glory of God. That's my summary of it, you know. Then Kehagin now said that men will stand in the office of the prophet in the full measure, not in the partial measure as I have. Then, you know, I thank God I had all those exposures before I came to Nigeria. So they couldn't just do me like this. Toss me around with every wind of doctrine. Immediately I could spot, you know, that, ah, this one doesn't know what he's talking about. When you start using title, uh, prophet, prophet. Then what do you want Kehagin to do? And then Kehagin now says, he's partial measure. That God, Jesus appeared to this guy over a 30, 40 year period, maybe about 10 or 15 times. And that's partial measure. Then what, what, what? You've got a problem. People love titles. True prophets do not insist on titles. I, like I said, I had this exposure with Kenneth Hagen. Everybody called him Brother Hagen. All that time I was in Tulsa, and, and I never heard anybody, in, you know, address him as Prophet Hagen. He never called himself with the title Prophet Hagen. Now, occasionally, when he's ministering, he will tell you that I'm operating in the prophet's office now or with the prophetic anointing. But that's it. Like the example I gave on Wednesday about Gene Wilkerson, you know, that would happen sometimes. But they didn't use those titles. But I'm going to take it a notch further. I'm going to take it past Kennedy and I'm going to take it to Jesus. How many of know Jesus was an apostle? How many of know Jesus was a prophet? Do you know Jesus never used a title? Hello? Never. He called his apostles, you know. He gave them a title. Which just means they sent, that he sent them. Jesus never used a title. Even the prophet, he didn't use it. He would occasionally say, a prophet shall not perish outside Jerusalem and all of that. His title was rabbi. Which was a common title of the, of the teachers and the priests. But most people called him rabbi, 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 rabbi. Jesus never said, ah, how can you call me rabbi? 
Don't you know I'm a don't you know I'm an apostle and a prophet, even though he was. That's our example. That's the person you should follow. Once you see somebody who insists on titles, you got a problem. That's pride of life in operation. And very likely, whatever gift that they have will be corrupted. Now, we've talked about the problem. Let's start talking about the answer. Good news. I said good news. If you're still on my side, give me a wave offering. Then use the other hand to give the Lord a clap offering. That's just to wake you up. Good good news. God, everyone say good news. God is going to restore the purity and the power of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in this year 2024 and onwards to prepare us for the imminent manifestation of the glory of God or the Spirit without measure from about 2025 and upwards. Now, um, please put up the chart quickly. The updated chart. I showed this on Wednesday. And after this service, we will make it available to everybody on WhatsApp. The chart. The years of the Feasts of Tabernacles. Thank you very much. I'm going to... Please, everybody follow. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. This is a, the, I, I shared this on watch night service. This is a updated version of what I shared. More detail here. I mentioned all these things when I preached on the watch night service, but now I've given it in much more detail. This is a timeline of the times. In the Old Testament and New Testament, when the Bible says times, it's talking about years. For example, Nebuchadnezzar says, seven times shall pass on him. It was seven years. And then the book of Revelation, a time and times and a half a time, three and a half years. When the Bible says times, it's talking about years. So the timeline of the years of the Feast of Tabernacles in three Jubilee 50-year cycles. I didn't mention that during the... I mentioned it, but it was not in the chart when on, 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 um, on uh, New Year's Day. Now, there are three Jubilee cycles. These are the shadows. One, 1900 to 1950, which is the season of trumpets. And the jubilee of that season, the major jubilee, was the release of the natural Israel back into their land, which was fulfilled in 1948. You have to understand that tongues is also called a prophetic trumpet. You see this in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 5. I would that you all speak in tongues. If, if the trumpet make an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself for the battle? The Bible calls speaking in tongues a trumpet. Very interesting. God made this revelation about 20 years ago. I preached it. We had some kind of prophetic seminar and I taught it. The tongues of Pentecost becomes the trumpets of tabernacles. You can never experience tabernacles if you didn't first of all experience Pentecost. Just like you can never experience Pentecost if you don't first of all experience Passover. There are three feasts in the natural Israel which correspond to three experiences of the Christian life. The first feast is Passover which corresponds to our born again experience. 
Christ is our Passover. First Corinthians chapter, I think it's 5 or 15, somewhere in there. Anyway, the second experience is the experience of Pentecost, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which speaking in tongues and the attendant gifts of the Spirit. That's the one we're experiencing now. There is a third experience, which is the experience of the Feast of Tabernacles, which speaks of the ingathering of the fruit of the Spirit, of the perfection of the love of God, that will now lead to the inheriting of the Spirit without measure, that will now bring in the ingathering of disciples from every tribe, tongue, and kindred. That is the one that is ahead of us. It is very important. I mentioned this on Wednesday, but not in detail, so I will do it now. The first two gifts, the first two um, 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 feasts, Passover and Pentecost were gifts. All you have to do is believe and get them. But tabernacles, not so. Tabernacles is a reward of using the first two gifts. You use Passover and Pentecost. So the tongues of Pentecost now become the trumpets of um, tabernacles. And that's the primary area of revelation. It is as you begin to pray a lot in tongues and pray those Pauline prayers, you now begin to see the know the hope of your calling. You now begin to see, ah, what God is actually calling me to is to be perfect. The measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You now begin to see it. But if you don't blow that trumpet, you will never see it. So, that season has been fulfilled. And the shadow was 1900 to 1950. That's a jubilee cycle. But it, it was actually fulfilled in 1948. So the substance was a little bit shorter than the shadow, which is what a prophetic shadow is. That is why I put here, as we're going to see in a minute, you know, that all these dates are approximate dates. They are not exact dates because they are prophetic shadows that are dependent on what man is doing in addition to what God is doing. Very, very important. We're going to make a book out of this. It's going to come out very soon. The second season is a season of the Day of Atonement, which was from 1950 to 2000. Here, it was the Jubilee is a release of the church from the sin nature and the soul and body, the revelation and the experience of cleansing perfection came to the church. And we here in Scripture Passover were a major part of that. I will not be presumptuous enough to say that we are the only ones. Because when you say that, God will tell you that I have 7,000 who's have not bowed their knee to Baal. But certainly we were a part of it. And there were others, I'm sure. There were probably others I don't know. You know. And what is cleansing perfection? It is described in one scripture in a very concise manner. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1. Having therefore these promises, let us, uh, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. You're supposed to use the blood, the word, and the spirit to clean out the sin nature from the soul and body. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. So that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. The Bible says that having your bodies washed with pure water. This is a... How does Paul say it? This is a... a, a there's a word. You know? This is a faithful saying, worthy of all acceptation. It's been fulfilled. From 995 onwards. 
Again, the substance was a little bit shorter than the shadow. Just like 948. This is 995, so five years earlier. We have now entered the third season. This is the season of ingathering. This is 2000 to 2050. Again, these are prophetic shadows. So don't go and say, Pastor Olubi said, Jesus come back at 2050 or 2053 or 2055. I never said any such thing. I just said, this is the time and the season. And I have scripture. The Bible says that you know perfectly well the times and the seasons. Why? He said, so that that day will not overtake you as a thief. A thief comes in the night when you're not expecting him. Now, hear the word of the Lord. Jesus is not coming tomorrow. Amen. Pastor Luby, don't be presumptive. The Bible says no more there than there are. Yeah, I don't know there are, but I know the time and season because I know the season I'm in now. He's not coming tomorrow. He's not coming next year. He's not coming in 2030. Ah, Pastor can't say so. I can say so because I know the season. But do I know the exact day it's coming? I don't. Because that's going to depend on what the church is doing. Remember Moses. God told Abraham hundreds of years before. He said the people are going to be in the land for 400 years. That was a shadow. <coughs> but they did not actually come out until 430 years. That was the substance. But it was in the, same, it was in the time frame. Are you listening to me? It was, not, it was not earlier than 400 years. And it certainly was not 500 years. It's the same way. This how, this, um, this I yet not I. But the grace of God which is me, this is a true prophet talking. You see all the people, they're telling you lies. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.